Hey friend, this is Ryan Thomas. We're so blessed and grateful you're listening to On the Road and supporting Faith Radio. You are quite simply the best and we appreciate you so much. Enjoy the show. Discovering stories of courage, determination, and hope. Welcome to Faith Radio's On the Road. Now, here's Ryan Thomas. Well, he's one of the finest Alaskans you could ever hope to meet, with a musical talent and a heart to match. The tremendous guitarist and vocalist Lincoln Brewster is only a week away from releasing his brand new album, Perfect Love, and his fans have already come to love the single that's introduced the record, Boo. We get the chance to go inside the big heart and thoughtful lyrics today with the man himself on the road. Greetings and welcome aboard, Lincoln. How's the day looking so far, sir? It's uh, sunny with a, a chance of hope here. I, I'm, <laughs> things are things are looking up, I think. So, how about yourself? Oh man, we're doing so well. It's so good to talk with you. Uh, we remember our conversation with you several years ago so well, and I mean, with everything that we've been through just over the past year as far as creativity goes did you find that with the extra time at home was that a creative boon to you or or maybe not as much as we think it was kind of both it 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 was a little uh hit and miss i suppose i I had an interesting year outside of the pandemic so it it was kind of a bit challenging before we went into it Mm. yeah it's i definitely had some creative stuff happening and I did make a commitment early on, though. I think for all of us, it was just surreal. Yeah. I I went, well, I need to keep myself busy, but I made a commitment to do things that were productive. Because I thought, you know, this would be a perfect formula to, like, binge out on Netflix. And (laughs) not to say that none of that happened. Uh There may have been a a time or two where where I caught up on some some shows I never watched. Yeah. But I did, but I thought even with that though, I felt like I've needed to practice because I, I, I hadn't practiced guitar like really practiced in years. It's just, I just play. I don't really practice. And so there was a show that I've always wanted to watch. I actually had to quarantine because uh, I was exposed to somebody with COVID. And so for two weeks, I had to live in my studio and not see my family and sleep on the floor in a room full of amps. It was like the dream life if I was 19. It would be like, um, I'm different. I'm in a different place now. Yeah. Um, and so I would watch this show at night and practice while I was watching the show. Just acoustic, you know, just play my electric without plugging it in. It was awesome. Like I, I got, you know, got my chops kind of back together and um so that was the thing man that was that was really interesting and it's sort of a kind of a window into your talent with the guitar as well which is of course one of the distinctives that people talk about is your amazing gift on the guitar i'm just trying to wrap my head around that so 
you would just be, you would of course be performing so much that you'd be familiar with all these songs, but you, you didn't even really need to practice to present that level of a show. I mean, that's pretty extraordinary, man, is what that is. Well, well, I appreciate that, but for me, it felt like there were, there were moments where it wasn't as fun when I would go to cut loose a little bit. Hmm. It, it it just was harder to do, and and so it, and I didn't feel like I was executing at the level that I could, and that's never a good feeling for any of us. And anything we do, you know, whether it's playing guitar or like interviewing, like you're doing, or speaking, mm-hmm. or plumbing, or <laughs> you know, general contract, whatever you do, yep, it's never a good feeling. I think for people to go, hey. I'm doing this job and I really could do it a whole lot better, but I'm just not, you know, but it's working. And I don't know, for me, I'm not wired to feel satisfied with that. And I, I don't feel like that's how God's made me. It kind of reminds me of that, uh, <laughs> do you remember that Lion King thing? Uh, Simba, you are more than, than what you've become. And, yeah. and I'm like, I don't want to be that guy. So to me, as long as I'm doing the best I can with what I have, or if I'm at least, you know, staying in that direction, uh, that's helpful. So yeah, that's more what it is. Is It's not, you know, can I play the songs off the record and do the solos? Because yeah. honestly, most of the solos that I record, most, some of them are, are hard, but, uh, but most of them aren't, they're not that difficult to actually execute. It was harder to think them up, you know, to to try to find something that fits in the song. Sure. um, So that can sometimes lead to just not, you know, it's like I don't need to physically practice them. Right, right. That was an amazing answer because you had spiritual depth, you had guitar philosophy and the Lion King all at once, man. That was, that was high quality (laughs) stuff right there. (laughs) All right, man. (laughs) You know, the album is called Perfect Love that comes to us so soon. And the notion of a love that is perfect is never not going to be just fascinating to us, I think, because you know, no matter how hard we try, our human love for even the people that are dearest to us is imperfect. But God, his love really and truly is perfect. Why was that message at the heart of the record, sir? And how does it show up throughout these tracks? Well, so I asked this question uh, kind of prior to going into the the album. I, I, I'm fascinated by this line of thinking, which is what would solve the world's problems uh, in any situation that you're in? What's really the solution? And for me, it was perfect love. We aren't designed to live here forever. You know, it's just not in the plan. So the question is, what do we do with our time and how do we treat each other? And even prior to the pandemic, and it's weird, this record was written and recorded and it literally finished right before the pandemic started. And I still feel the same way about how I would answer the question. And I believe it's First John 4 talks about perfect love casting out fear. And I know I've been guilty of this in my own life um, and will be again, but functioning from a fundamental place of fear, considering myself more, you know, above someone else or being so caught up in my own story that I can't, I can't, I don't have the, the bandwidth or margin to consider how somebody else is feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, throughout the record, it's a, it's, it's sort of this interesting 
um, introspective but vertical journey of connecting with what's going on inside of yourself and letting God in to do his work in you and finding hope through that. And when we can come from that place, I think, as people, when we um, have a healthy view of ourselves uh, from God's perspective, uh, and when we have certainly a hope in eternity, because I, I get sometimes, I mean, there's people who have horrible illnesses and who are people of great faith, but they have a hope beyond hope for being here on this earth. And um, I feel like when we are able to be in that place, um, it affects how we, how we treat others and how we love each other. And think about, again, everything that's, that's going on in the world right now conspiracy theories and a lot of hate and a lot of um, raw emotion. There's not still a lot of thinking going on, in my opinion. There's lots of, lots of raw emotion and people verbalizing that stuff and lots of expectation that we would all be at our best when none of us should be based on what's been going on. And, um, and I go, God's love, the way he loves would calm those waters if we could all sort of get to that place to go, let's cut each other a bunch of slack. Let's go, hey, people are freaked out and they're fried and discouraged and so they're scared. Instead of assuming that everybody's, you know, out to get me or, you know, so it's a, anyway, I could go, I could go on and on how this has sort of informed and impacted me, this idea of, this perfect love idea. And, I, and one other thought too is I'm trying to view things through the lens of what would happen, like whatever choice I make, what would happen if everyone on earth did what I think I should do? And that's helped me, um, I think, make different decisions. Hmm. I love the depth of your thoughts and just how authentic they really are because these are real problems. I remember so well the last time we spoke, you you spent a lot of time talking about fear and courage with the last record that you wrote. And I was so touched by that. There is a brief line at the heart of the chorus of the first single move, one of your latest songs where you say, now my heart's wide open. Fear has been broken. It's all because of your love, your love. And there is such hope in that, but it's more than words. This is a reality. This is something that we can trust in. Yeah, and even in that line, so I was very cautious on this record to to not. And we probably talked about this on the last in the last conversation. I don't know if I mentioned it, but I'm sensitive to this idea that I don't have fear anymore. You know, it's a, I think kind of a thing people like to say as Christians. Like, I don't. I'm not afraid anymore. Exactly. And I'm like, well, going back to this idea of courage, <laughs> they go, if you're not afraid, you, you can't be courageous. Hmm. It's, it, there's the key ingredient that has to be present for courage to occur. That's the whole point. The idea is, uh, it's not letting fear do what it's designed to do. So it's, the goal as believers 
shouldn't be to never experience it. It should be to not be controlled by it when we do experience it. And, and we see that in the life of Jesus. I mean, he asked for the cup to pass by in the garden. He said, can I, can, can you, is there another way? Because he was afraid. He didn't want to do that. I wouldn't want to do that. But he did it anyway. And so that's been, you know, that, that idea has been um, powerful for me to go. The goal is not to not experience fear. That's just sort of, it's just, the goal is not to be controlled by it. It would kind of be along the same lines, I suppose, as going, I'm never tempted anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, that's not a thing. You know, that the Apostle Paul never said that. He, he actually said that he, the guy who wrote most of the New Testament, one of the most influential writers in history, is the chief of all sinners. Yeah. The things that he wills to do, he doesn't do, and the things that he wills not to do, he does. So clearly, this isn't, these aren't sort of things that you, it's a, it's a daily um, it's a daily battle. It's a daily struggle to not let the wrong things win in your life, in our lives, you know, and that's getting more and more difficult to do. I think my son and I, my youngest son, he's 16. We, we spent a bunch of time together yesterday and we were talking about Instagram and he said, he's thinking about ditching Instagram and you know, he didn't know if he should or, and I said, uh, well, you know, what if he did it for like a month? And, and he goes, well, you know, it's like, I, I just, is there a way to do it where I don't have FOMO? And I go, well, what's FOMO? Uh. <laughs> and he goes, you're missing out. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, there's obviously a, a little, little phrase or word for everything. Out there. <laughs> and he goes, well, it's just trying to be efficient with communication, you know? And I said, isn't it weird that under the guise of being efficient with communication, we have to learn more communication. <laughs> and, uh, and so we, we, we laugh about that stuff, but, but I, I was just saying, what's the issue? Like what's going on in you that would make you even want, uh, cause I, I love that he was thinking about it. And, and he said, it's just, I want to stay connected with certain people, but because of the platform, they don't allow that. They take up the blank space with, sponsored ads or sponsored posts or ads or things I have to sift through. And I just don't know if I can not click. And I, and he goes, how was it different when you were growing up? And I said, when I was growing up information, you played offense. If you wanted information, you had to go find it. Right. You know, even to the point of way back going to the library, scheduling time on a microfiche machine. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Like insane, you had to really work and it made the information feel more valuable. I said, now it's all defense. It's, you have to protect yourself while you're trying to get the information you're looking for. You have to guard yourself from the masses of information coming at you. Again, it's seeing right now, especially, you know, every negative human emotions, at an all-time high, or at least I think we're starting to see some degrees of that declining, but I think there's the residual effects are going to be here for a while. But we've not seen a time in our lifetime where that's been true, where every negative emotion is an all-time high at the same time. 
and seeing depression, anxiety, ADD, everything's a lot, you know, there's just a lot coming at us. And, and so I feel like this, again, back to this theme of perfect love and looking at things through that lens and how we respond to challenging times and how we respond to God is that's what determines our future. And uh, it's funny, you brought up the song move that, you know, that's a song. If you, if you like read the words of the chorus of that song, it's they're they're kind of gnarly. If you really boil them down, it's a pretty serious thought. I remember, you know, something happened in my world that was pretty, felt kind of traumatic um, right around the time I was recording that and I remember having to sing that chorus over and over and over and over again, stacking vocals and doing what we do. And I actually felt encouraged by the time I was done, just from singing those words. Hmm. The, the last piece, miracles happen when you move. And that being my prayer, you know, like, God, I need you to, I need you to come and be in this. Take over it, because that's when the miracles take place. I don't cause miracles, never have. <laughs> but 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 God, God can and does. He does do that. So it was just anyway. I, I I'm sorry. I went off on a tangent on this, <laughs> no. this idea of fear's been broken. It's not gone. It just doesn't work like it was designed to work. When God's love takes over, Allah, First John four. This actually means even more to me now. Uh, with what you've just said about where you were at when you wrote the song. But in the last verse of the song, Move, you write, you give me hope I can't believe the best is yet to come for me. That phrase, the best is yet to come, that has always just tingled my spine a bit when I hear it. And I think it's something that we can repeat again and again, but your story right there is further proof. I mean, this is not just something we say. It's not something we repeat, but this is something you are convinced is true. Yeah, I, and I think it's critical that Christians live that way. Um, and I'll, I'm going to throw something into the mix that might be a little, you know, a little wonky. Sometimes my <laughs> wife doesn't like it when I, uh, she'll go, uh, you know, if we're going through difficult, she'll go, well, you know, the season's been really challenging, so that means a good one's next. Mm. And and my thing is, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Here's what here's what we know. That we are not owed anything by God on this earth. We certainly don't deserve anything. Or it's anything good. <laughs> but we're not owed anything. Right? Mm-hmm, that's so, true. I think it's fascinating that the Apostle Paul wrote the book of Philippians in prison. He wrote the book on joy while he was in prison because joy, biblical joy, should not be based on circumstance. It's supposed to be circumstance proof. That's biblical joy. But the key to it is life beyond this life. That's the key. It's this hope that we have as believers that's unique, that's different than any other, any other faith in existence. It's, you know, it's funny. I was just telling somebody that I think we should rename Easter Christmas, the sequel. <laughs> um, 
Christmas part two, you know, where people would understand that this is, they're related they're definitely related and, and Easter's the fulfillment. Christmas was the celebration of the arrival. Easter's the celebration of the fulfillment. That's what provided, you know, it's, it's this idea of you could take somebody who's died into the hospital and do an autopsy, you know, open them up. And if they died of a disease, you could remove the disease from their body and get them dialed, fix their neck and their issues. And, but they won't become alive again. Easter is what caused that death on the cross and then rising again, the other half so that we could have new life eternally. So some of the things we experience on this earth, um, but no matter what highest level, the best is in fact yet to come for every believer on this earth, no matter what kind of life they live here. And that's the hope that, that I was referencing is it's, it's eternal life. It's, it's that hope being future focused, not, Oh, Hey, the next season I have is going to be better than the last one because that's how it should be. You know, there's nothing <laughs> scriptural about that at all. Like, that's not how it is. And people don't like to talk about that stuff sometimes. You know, it's, it's not happy fun camp Jesus, but it's, yeah. it's like, I want faith that's durable. You know, I want foundation that's solid. It's a fun exercise, actually. It's fun to do to, to take lyrics that have that weight in depth. And actually, sometimes in the case of move, put them to music that's very up. I like that, that contrast sometimes. And so, um, that song seems like light, fun, dancey and all that. <laughs> you look at the words and it's like, oh, these could be like a power ballad, you know. The, the lyrics could be a very heavy song and they would still they would still fit. Even, I got a beat in my chest, I got a spring in my step, I got a reason to run. It's gratitude. Single healthy is human emotions, gratitude and like being thankful that even though everything's not how I might want it to be right now that I'm thankful for what I do have. And I'm thankful for what God has given me. If I'm alive and I'm still breathing, he's not done and not done with me. So I'm, I'm counting on the miracle (laughs) still. Man. Well, thank you so much for that. Uh, It's just, it's a real treat and a blessing to hear your heart and the artistry and, and just the soul behind the music. Enjoy it so much. Uh, the conversation with Mr. Lincoln Brewster today, the much-beloved guitarist and vocalist, the brand-new tracks Move and Oh How Great just out, and the whole new album on the way next weekend called Perfect Love, available wherever fine music is sold or streamed. Sir, what a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time today. Hey, thank you, my friend. I look forward to it, uh, for doing it again. Thanks for sharing in the story of this latest episode of Faith Radio's On the Road. For more on today's conversation and the full podcast archive of all our episodes, look for On the Road when you visit MyFaithRadio.com.
Thanks so much for listening to On the Road. Programming like this happens because of your incredible support. You can learn more about partnering financially at MyFaithRadio.com. And we'd be so glad to connect with you during the week on social media. Just search for On the Road with Ryan Thomas on Facebook. And our Twitter handle is at OnTheRoadRyan. Until next time, God bless you, my friend.